Welcome everyone to the dance floor where life lessons are learned through the art of dance. I'm your host Anna Harsh and today I have a very special guest, an Italian-American artist and author from Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Dean Skinner. Dean, welcome to the show. Welcome to the dance floor. Well, I'm very honored and very happy to be here. Thank you for having me. So, Dean, I know I've seen a lot of your artistic work throughout the years, and I've always been um, a little bit jealous and amazed because I wish I could paint or draw, and I like to do those things, but I am not the expert at it at all. I don't know if I'm an expert either, but thank you very much. I think so. so. I've seen your work, and it's amazing. Thank you so much. You know, what kind of medium you work with and what your journey was like. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. What an awesome question. So I'm very unsophisticated. If if you see my quote unquote, I'm using air quote studio, you know, air quote studio. It's a corner of my basement that's got a refrigerator in the back and, uh, you know, it's our our storage room and I'll have folks I'd love to come to your studio. I'm like, well, that means you're coming to my house. You're going to sit in my basement. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I use paper plates. I buy tube paint from Hobby Lobby, Michael's, uh, paper cups, you know, paint brushes with duct tape on it. So I don't, you know, my, my, my setup is very unsophisticated and, um, I don't like to put, uh, too much thought into it. I like it to be kind of fun and free. Um, my journey started, um, I could always draw when I was a child growing up, I used to draw, I took art classes. I was a graphic arts major, but I think probably like a lot of us, you know, I, I heard the, the wrong voice of you're not good enough. Who are you kidding? And I still have, I still hear that voice. And, you know, I'm, I'm a, I've got a strong faith and I think that's, that's the wrong voice. That's the voice of the enemy trying to get you not to use the gifts that God gave you. I call it my pushing voice. It pushes me to improve. That's okay. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, uh, you know, about eight or nine years ago, I went through a really tough time. Um, was really uh, having, losing a battle with depression and, uh, I went and saw a speaker and this guy started painting on stage, one of those performance art, you know, painters. Right. And he, and he said that he went through the exact same thing, was going through a really tough time dealing with depression. And his, uh, counselor said, you should go back to something you used to enjoy as a child. So he goes, I went back to art and I was like, Oh, I, I used to do a lot of art. So I started painting and I, I don't think by accident, I found, I found God and I found art at the same time. And uh, I've been painting ever since. And I've also started writing. Yeah, I feel like, again, I feel like God gives us all gifts. And I bet you're a better artist than you, than you give yourself credit for, Anna. Um, my, God my, it- my painting and uh, canvas had to do with clouds, birds, you know. Well, see, flowers. I can't do that. I can't do that. So you're, <laughs> see, you do, you do stuff that I can't do. So I, I uh, do like to sketch and draw a little bit. Sometimes yeah. when I'm sketching costumes, I do sketch costumes. That's awesome. For that the dance so company, cool. I, I don't know. I do get into that. I guess maybe it's part of my Italian fashion kicking in. Yeah, that's you know, awesome. I, I like to design that sort of thing. But well, and I, I tell folks, you know, because I hear this a lot. I, I wish I was an artist. I'm like, well, I'm sure you have some creative gifts. And an artist doesn't mean drawing. You know, right. artist is artist is music, like your brother, like Being yourself. Creative. Artist is yeah. dance. Artist is cooking. You know, my dad had a big Italian restaurant growing up, and you know, if he was alive today, he'd be considered a culinary artist. For you know, sure. back, back then he's just a cook. 
Right. But, you know, my wife is, you know, MBA in accounting, but her interior decorating styles way better. People come to our house and they think I did it. I'm like, if I did it, it'd be cartoons and comic book posters. Like, hey, this and is they always not, say not artistic ability is related to math skills, that science yeah. and arts go together. And, yeah. you know, it's been proven a thousand times, but yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. So I, I like to, that's a fun. I never heard that. That's phenomenal. That's I, I like the kind of, um, I'm a big fan of Picasso. And one of the reasons is he never really, he's really is not considered a painter, just, just an artist of all things. I mean, he did, he did sculpture and glass and film and his quotes of, if I don't have red, I'll use blue. And, you know, it took me years to paint like the God, but a lifetime to paint like a child or something like, so I, I try to not put myself in a box of, you know, I have to be a painter. I have to paint portraits uh, again, start, started writing a few years ago and the experience is the exact opposite of painting. And it's such a phenomenal outlet. So I think that again, all of us have gifts that God has given us. And I I think uh, I'm grateful. I found mine late in life because I probably would have probably would have squandered it or did something reckless when I was younger. So, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm 55. I started painting, going back to art, about eight years ago, writing two years ago. And I just, I'm really enjoying the freedom. I think, I, I think Andrew Guild says, you know, art is a collaboration between God and artists and the less the artist does the better. So, you know, again, I sit down sometimes and I just let it flow and wherever, whatever happens, happens. I, I kind of feel like when I paint, I'll say a little prayer and I'll say, God, you're the artist on the brush. So let's, let's see what happens. And, you know, I have folks say, God, how do you control your drips on you? I'm like, I don't control the drips of my painting. Like, that's, that's, that's like gravity. Like that's part think, of it. Yeah. That's half the fun is the mistakes and stuff that happened when you don't plan. I mean, isn't that if, the truth? It, oh gosh. Yeah. If, if art happened exactly as you had in your mind, how boring would that be? Right. So, um, uh, you know, again, think I, I told somebody this the other day, you know, about mistakes. I said, you know, one of the things that I think because I'm, I was older when I found art is don't be afraid to make mistakes. Those mistakes sometimes are the best masterpieces. So just try new stuff and make mistakes and throw things away. And I think that's, again, that's part of art is again, seeing something that, that you had in your mind, but as you see, you're like, I had no idea that was going to happen. And that's, that's beautiful. That's, that's, that's half the fun. That sounds like your life lesson. Like just don't be afraid of mistakes because you learn more from mistakes than anything else. Yeah, I had this, um, I follow a lot of artists on Instagram and there's this incredible tattoo artist. And you look at how like tattoo as an art has just become like incredible and so lifelike. And this guy said, um, you know, people always say, how did you get to be so good? Your work is always so impeccable. And he goes, what you don't see is I've got a whole garage filled of sketchbooks of mistakes. Oh, absolutely. He's like, and you can't get to, you know, that, to your point, Anna, that mistake gets you to your next step. And I, I have no idea who said this, but someone said, if you're not making mistakes, then you're not trying hard enough. Right, you're not, exactly. you're not trying new things. So, um, you know, I think as far as, you know, I've had, I've had um, folks come to me that are either starting out or younger. And, and my advice to them is like, just don't be afraid to make mistakes. It doesn't have to be perfect. Right. And what, what you see as a mistake is someone else's masterpiece. Like you may look at, I'm, I do that 
a lot. I'm like, oh, that's okay. That's not a great piece. And somebody will say, that's my favorite. I'm like, great, right. fantastic. And it, they see something in it that they'll draw out of. Um, whenever we go to a new city, like we're on vacation, we always go to an art museum. Mm-hmm. Even if we're in the hotel and they have some kind of artists that have some kind of work or installation, I always go over to it and just take something from it. What, what am I inspired by? Yeah. How does this affect me? Um, where is my eye drawn? Is it to the sure. color? Is it to the shape? Is it to the texture? Um, and all those things I think about for dance and choreography too, because it's such a 3D, you know, experience. And I was sure. 4D is your feeling when you're doing the art form, either dancing or painting or singing. So what is something that inspires you? Like what inspires you to... Oh. Go and Great. make a piece like, oh, I've got to do this today. Yeah, I tell you what, it's as simple as seeing a, a face. Like if I, 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 before COVID, I used to walk, you know, downtown Cleveland, I'd see a person. Many times it was, you know, it'd be a homeless person or, or someone that people would walk past. And I would like, this person just has a phenomenal face, phenomenal. And I would ask if I could take pictures of them. And then, uh, you know, I, I don't think these folks probably get paintings done of them. And to me, yeah. it's like, you know, kind of like take God's tour and that most folks walk past and kind of make them into a painting. Um, but to me, I'll just, whether it's, I see someone and I got a lot of strange looks, I actually made business <laughs> cards up because I would like, look, I'm not a creep. I'm actually an artist, but yeah, you got, and I would, you know, now I can show them Instagram, but again, with COVID, no one's, you know, on the street or if I'm, I could be searching, uh, Instagram or Pinterest and see a, 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 a dramatic photo and say, oh my God, I want to paint that. I so right. want to paint that. And um, that's pretty much it. You know, that's pretty much it. If it hits me, you know, or if, um, you know, it depends on sometimes if things are going on in the world and it feels like, hey, and ugly, I want to take something and, you know, do something good or make people happy with it. So again, I, honestly, there's really no rhyme or reason. It's just kind of what I'm feeling, what I'm doing. Sometimes it's being in Cleveland when the Cavs won the NBA championship game oh being, being down three to one I'll put that, play. that night I painted a six foot painting of LeBron like I could not sleep I could wow. not sleep I was so excited so yeah. you know a lot of it is just kind of what I'm feeling at the moment if that sure. that makes sense and again I, I try not to overthink it because I think as artists you know you've got this phenomenal creative mind but you kind of have to put it to good use and you don't want to overthink it or over criticize or just, just do it. And if you don't like, if you don't like it, then do it again, you know, paint yeah, it again. For me, it's like a, a puzzle. And sometimes I am searching for that last piece to the puzzle. And when I get inspired by something, either music or it might be somebody's story. I'm like, that's it. I got to do it. I've got to do whatever this is. And yeah. so that started me on my journey of preserving all of these Italian dances because they don't exist in the United States. Sure. Um, so that's what started me on my journey. And you were talking Good about the basement. I started my parents' backyard. I was like, I have no place to rehearse. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. grab some friends to test this out. You know, and, it was and a college it, thesis project. If you would see my paint, quote unquote, studio, it literally is a corner of my basement. I've got a fridge with my kids, you know, Gatorades, have a some beer in there for some beer in there for me. You know, I have tables for my kids when they were younger, like craft tables that become my paint tables, you know, neighbors be throwing a table away. And I'm like, I could use that to put paint on. It is the most, like my easel is a piano bench. I put a t-shirt over it and I, I tape, I tape my canvas against the wall 
with I have like rolls of duct tape. <laughs> I mean, it is it is the most. I mean, I love. I laugh when folks say, can I come to your studio? I'm like, clearly you think I'm much more prestigious than I am because it is. Again, I always, I always <laughs> used to say you're standing in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, exactly. Because wherever I am, I'm, I'm either creating sometimes uh, something will hit me or I'll see a commercial and I'll pause the television and I'm like getting up and I'm writing down choreography, like on a napkin, on a notebook. Oh, good for you. Yeah. You know, well, that- because it, wherever I am, I have to write it down because otherwise it'll leave. So when it hits you, so I, I'm very similar when it comes to writing. I, I've written most of my books through dictation because okay. when it hits you, it hits you. Or right. you're waiting in a doctor's office or, you know, so I am, I definitely see that part of you with my writing because when you're driving and all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I'm, that's like a, that's like a part of the story. You Listen, just got to stop lines you, are for you, choreography. Yeah. You have to get it down <laughs> because if you're like, I'll write that when I get home, typically I don't. And typically I'm like, I had a nugget there, but now I kind of don't remember what it all was. So I totally get that when it comes to when it, My when it hits you, it hits say, you. Please don't choreograph in the car. Please don't choreograph in the car. But every time I would go to a stoplight, I'd be like, Oh, you know, I'm listening to whatever. Yeah. The music i'm like oh this i can see it and then they should come across and i'm and yeah, yeah. Like, what are you doing i'm like listen it has to be done <laughs> well you know and the, and the psychology of you know how the brain works yes and i don't there's a lot of reasons why those ideas come to us when you're driving in the shower on right. a walk because you're you're kind of you're doing things mundane kind of things. yes yeah. and then that's when the ideas that's when the storytelling comes so there's there's yeah. scientific proof of that's that's when a lot of your great best ideas come. So. Best ideas have come yes. at a stoplight. I'll, I'll yes. guarantee you that. Tell us a little bit about your new book. You said you have a yeah. new book out. And what yeah. were your other books about? Tell us about those. Oh. Fantastic. So uh, I'll, I'll go to my first book. My first book is called Broken. And it's a uh, kind of the, the classic battle of good and evil. You're going to see a lot of parallels there about, uh, you know, my life. It's not me, though. I've told folks, I said, I think every writer and artist, you pick things from your life, but it's not, you know, it, it's about someone who works at an ad agency, but he always wanted to be an artist, but never thought he was good enough. So there's this battle between good and evil. It's kind of a, a supernatural mystery thriller. Some folks said horror, which is fine. Cause I, I kind of, you know, at one time I wanted to be a special effects makeup artist. So I, wow. I kind of, to- I totally get that. Um, I tell students I'm a superhero that I save children from art deprivation. That's a phenomenal superpower. Good for you. That's very valuable. So maybe maybe you could add a cape to that. Yes. Something, you know, with a cape. Yes. Awesome. I, I'm a big comic book nerd, so I'm yep. totally connected with you on that one. <laughs> the second one is called Paths. And it's, um, someone said it's Twilight Zone meets Ebenezer Scrooge. So it's kind of like this take on if you could do it over again. Mm. And, and and all my books kind of have this kind of supernatural, good and evil, sci-fi. Um, so, uh, and they're short. They're novellas. There's an Italian word for you. Uh, so they're like, you know, 10 to 20,000 words. So they're like an hour, hour and a half read. So they're, they're really quick. Uh, and my third book, which I, I just actually read it to my managing editor last week. So it's being proofed. Wow. It's called, it's called Healed. 
and the and it's funny, Anna. Before our chat today, I'm thinking, well, how would I how would I describe it? Uh, it's a modern day again supernatural sci-fi horror tale of the Book of Job in the Bible. Oh, so that I, cool. I, yeah, I think it's it's fun. It's so fun, and I I don't know if you're going to ask me this, but I'm, I'm going to tell you the process between painting and writing is the exact opposite. It's the exact opposite. Someone yeah. asked, I'm like like when I paint, like there's a lot of prep. There's a lot of taking photos. I'll use my phone and do filters and shading, sometimes colors. Like I'm, I'm kind of like, and then when it comes times to paint, I'm like, blah, it all comes out. It's so much fun. It's so much free. When I write, it's the exact opposite. It's just, I'm just writing and I've never written chronological. I've never done chapter one, two, three. I've done. Right, nobody does. Nobody no, does. Yeah. I've done chapter one, two, the ending, the epilogue. And then I feel I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work or not. And I'm like, oh, okay. Do it. Yeah. But then when you're done, when all that freedom is over with, like now, now comes editing, proofing. And it's such like, oh, and my, my first book, I was like, I don't want to do this. This isn't fun Everyone. anymore. <laughs> yeah. So the process between painting and writing is the exact opposite. Again, with painting, there's all this prep and thinking and this and buying colors and is this the right color? And oh my gosh, getting the canvas. Sometimes you buy a canvas and you take it out of the wrapper and it's wrinkled. So you have to spray it. So there's all this prep work. And then when it comes time to paint, that's when the freedom comes. With writing, the freedom comes right away. And then once you're done, then comes the heart. Then comes the the hard work. Oh my and, and you read and reread and edit. You're just like, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm reading anymore. So um, anyway, it's, they're, they're, they're very, again, very blessed. I, I love that. I, I have the freedom and I can, I love that. I, I, I want to do this, um, but there's, they're totally opposite. They're, they're the, the process is the exact opposite for each the one. Process is the exact opposite. I agree with you because I wrote this, the entire script for my documentary. And that was painful for me because I was like, where do I start? Where does yeah. it end? And I'm like you, I, I wrote a couple things. I'm like, let me write. I know how it ends. Let me write that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Awesome. Edit, right. Yeah, and little, then I had uh, to match it up with the video, which was even more painful to process to edit. Yeah. <laughs> so if you write again, I let me recommend dictation. I'm telling you, most of my first book was done in car rides by myself because I was driving to work. I was driving to a meeting and I'm like, wow, this was really, um, this was again, and then you get home, you're like, I got a whole chapter done. Right. Like, this is done. It's <laughs> so fantastic. Yeah. So, so good yeah, for I've you. I've written for Dance Magazine, Dance Spirit Magazine. Oh, awesome. Congratulations. Uh, lots of different articles and, like I said, scripts. And I do a lot of musical theater. I'm working on a musical right now. So I read through a lot of scripts and, you know, have to edit choreography and let it match the storyline. Right. It's a painful process sometimes, like you said, because, and I'm with you, uh, for dancers, a lot of prep work, you know, what are you going to wear? Uh, you have to yeah. practice the routine. You have to organize all of the movement. Does it tell a story? You have to edit it. And then when you finally get to perform your work, you're like, oh, nothing. This is nothing. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. What a phenomenal gift you have. That's amazing. Dance. Oh, that's, I, I look at like dance and singing and folks that can do that music. Like you're like, oh, that's just good for you guys. You guys definitely got, got, got a, got a music gene. gene. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we have a gene and actually uh, my cousins that I, I visit all the time in, in Naples, Italy, they have um, looked at our genealogy for the past 500 years. And there's always been someone in our family that has painted, danced. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, my cousin uh, Franco is an artist and sculptor in Italy, in Naples, and he took myself and my husband on a beautiful tour of different museums and stuff. Oh. 
And he was giving me all kinds of ideas for choreography. And he talked a lot about when you were talking about your book, uh, the lightness and darkness, you know, the good and evil. He talked a lot about shading and light, hitting light uh, on his art and the darkness. He said it always should be balanced or sometimes off balance to make you sure have a different think. understanding, think and have yeah. that under and thought provoking piece. And so we talked about light and dark a lot and yeah. how, you know, I do the same thing with dance. Sometimes it ha- you have to have a shade to your choreography to have that stillness, yeah. um, which makes people uncomfortable, but also think. But that's okay. I, I mean, I, I, I feel yeah. like that all art should make folks, I don't say uncomfortable, but make them think. Yeah. You know, it should make them like, you know, again, it's, it's not, you know, I would say art writing, you want them to have an emotion. I want them right. to like, oh, that really, and whether that's, you want them to have the emotion of happiness or sadness or, uh, you know, whatever you, you know, feel like, hey, I want someone to feel from, from, from being exposed to this. I think that's what kind of art, all artists want. It's like, wow, yeah. somebody, it actually moved somebody. It's a reflection of life is what I always say. Art is the, sure. is the mirror of yeah. life. It's what we experience. It's our stories. It's our emotions. It's right. what we hope for, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I never thought about this until you gave your explanation of Franco, but a lot of, you know, all of my paintings very much are dark and light. Like there's a big, sh- I always have to have a good shadow. Mm. And typically I either start with the black color and add the light or vice versa. Mm. And I've, you know, I've had folks give me a photo and it's like, you know, a white dog against a white background. Like there's, like, there's nothing there. <laughs> like, I can't yeah, I got, I got <laughs> but I never thought about the fact that my first book broken was very much that same. It's about, it's the battle between dark and light. So you've just, uh, you've just made me realize like, Oh wow, that's, that's kind of cool. Anytime. My <laughs> yeah, advice <thank> is you. <laughs> free. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. Well, I, I just related to, you know, uh, I teach yoga a lot and we start with the, the, the birth and the death for every practice. We start in child's pose, which is the birth. Sure. And we end with that corpse pose, which was the end of our practice, the death. Uh, so I'm a big yoga fan. That's something that I practice just about every day. If I can, I teach a lot of online you. yoga, but I think about the, the morning and the night, you know, we mm-hmm. all go through ups and downs in our lives. And I think that's something that, you know, we try to reflect in our, in our passions, uh, our artwork, whatever medium we're, we're doing. Absolutely. You, I feel like I should be paying you for the sessions. No. <laughs> Listen, we're going to take a commercial break, Dean, and we're going to come back and talk a little bit about advice, maybe for the next generation and some fun things that you might have in your art bag. All right. Awesome. We'll be right back with Dean Skinner. Welcome back, everyone. I'm here with Dean Skinner, who's an artist and an author an Italian American and somebody I've known for a little while now. Um, Dean, how does your artwork maybe reflect your Italian heritage? Do you have any? Oh, wow. Oh, that's, that's, well, I can tell you what I did that. uh, So first of all, if you look at some of the artists, you know, Michelangelo, there's so many phenomenal uh, Italian artists. Um, I was very um, blessed to uh, be displayed in Clarksburg, West Virginia's Italian Art Italian Heritage Festival a few years, uh, a, few, a few years in a row. And one year specifically, I actually painted a resident of Clarksburg of Italian ethnicity. And um, so that was uh, a lot of fun. And I don't know if that's answering your question, Anna, as far as like, how does it reflect I me? Mean, I feel like that's, again, when you look at our culture, I think art is 
very dom- very very prominent very dominant and um you know again it's it's uh i, I even said one of my favorite quotes is is pablo picasso which my gosh is he italian or is he spanish yeah he's spanish but he's... um i think art in general reflects part of our heritage you know um right. i always say the, the three big is the faith family and food Mm-hmm. Uh, and you were talking earlier about seeing the homeless or seeing people that are unseen to others. Mm-hmm. And I think that speaks to your faith, you know, having that faith that we're drawn to as Italians, you know, I think our faith is really leading us sometimes. And I said, you know, maybe seeing those people, you know, and painting them, that's part of connecting to your faith and yeah, bringing I, I, them to light. A thousand percent. And again, I've told folks like I would, you know, I, I would not be here if it wasn't for my faith. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my relationship with God. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be a painter. I, you know, I wouldn't be an author. I do hope that my work somehow makes the word, the world a better place. You know, sure. like just, just something small like that. Like, like I, giving a painting to somebody who has never, would never have that done Absolutely. or giving a painting away to a charity and have them auction it off. I mean, I, I can tell you, and I, I had someone I've had a couple of folks who used to represent me as an artist and they, I would drive them nuts because I, I always gave my work away for free. And they're like, Oh, you're never going to make money. I'm like, I'm like, I, I prefer this. <laughs> I prefer this. I mean, I'm very blessed. I mean, I've got a really good job. So I could, this is, this is a passion hobby of mine. And there's nothing like giving a painting away to somebody for free and having to be like, Oh my God. And you know, so I, uh, yeah, I think, you know, again, if you could use your gift, okay, here's, here's, Here's another Picasso quote. It's something like, you know, the the secret of life is to find your your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away. So, you know, I I feel like God gives us gifts to make the world a better place. And I I can tell you, I'm I'm very blessed to do commission pieces and I'm very blessed to be in galleries and stuff like that. But man, when I do a piece, when I do a a painting for free. It's just, there's, and see the look on someone's face and surprise. Right. There's nothing, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. Absolutely. Um, what is some advice for maybe young artists that are either starting to write or, or starting to paint out there? What advice, you know, maybe a life lesson or advice you could give them that could make their road or path a little easier? Awesome. So uh, I want to give a book recommendation. Um, I've probably given away this book 30 times. It's called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. I've heard of that. It's and it is it's breaking through, it's breaking the creative barriers. That's all about, you know, he personifies the the voice, calls it resistance, and resistance will always tell you not to do this, not to do that. And I have probably like my copy, and it looks like a a textbook. There's highlighters and there's sticky notes and there's et cetera, et cetera. And as a guy, it's great because some of the chapters are like one page. I'm like, ah, I've read four chapters tonight. So um, I mean, some of the chapters are like refrigerator magnets, but I love this book. Um, In here, he says, one of the best things one artist can do for another is inspire another artist. So I give this book away to all artists say, I think this will help you. So that's one as far as it's an easy read. I tell folks, this is a plane ride read. You can start it before your flight starts. And by the time you land, you're done. And the other thing I would say is, and I've told this to aspiring writers and artists, and like, it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, everyone has this, it's got to be perfect before I can show others. And that's not true. 
You know, just yeah. release stuff, release work, release books, release short stories. Let that be a part of your journey. Um, you know, I told you I'm a, I'm a nerd. So there was this, there's this indie, uh, there's this documentary called, I think called Indie Game. And it went through two guys who were developing, you know, a video game. And one guy got cover this magazine, the next best video game, et cetera. These other two guys, parents' basement, you know, no one heard of them. I'm going to spoil the ending. The guy that had this, you know, accolades, he never released his game because he kept trying to make it to be perfect. Like he was redesigning pixels on bricks underneath the bridge. Like he was so afraid of failure that he never released anything. Fear for artists. Writers the same way. It's like, I I know folks are like, I've taken these writing classes, doing this, I'm doing that. I'm like, well, where's your first book? I've started started 25 books. And I'm like, just release one. Just get one out there. So for any young aspiring, I'm talking anything, uh, chef, um, dance, art, don't be afraid to fail. Get it out there. And I guarantee you, you'll think it's not good enough and somebody is going to love it. And that's your gift to this world is getting that art, getting that story, getting that recipe, getting that out there. Don't be afraid to fail. Don't think it has to be perfect. That is not true. Art, it's never perfect. No, it's never, never perfect. We're always perfect. editing. We're always like, yes. doing something. I always tell students who have to start somewhere. They're like, oh, but Miss Anna, you can do your leg like this and you have your pirouettes. I said, honey, the first day was garbage. Okay. Was garbage. I could barely balance. Um, I was wee little, you know, I started at four years old. I said, I've been doing yeah. this. In- I've been around the block. I've been doing it a minute. So give yourself a chance. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can remember. And I think painting helped me with writing because in I remember when I was first starting painting a few years ago, my daughter, she was little at the time, came downstairs and I was just this one piece. I was more paint and more paint and more paint. She said, dad, more paint doesn't make it a better painting. I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. So I learned early in my painting career that when you're done, you're done. Like, yeah. Don't, don't. And that helped me with writing. Cause I yeah. keep thinking, man, I could see where you think Every tense has to match every, I could see where writing could really cripple you Yes. and, and my painting of, Hey, I'm just going to paint and get it out there. That really helped me get my books out. Really helped me a lot. Less is always more. I tell mm-hmm. every new choreographer that less is always more. Don't be afraid of stillness. It's okay to have the work breathe for just a minute. Let the audience digest what you've already stated. Let the piece just breathe and then move forward. You don't need or paint. You don't need more yeah. pirouettes and tricks and yeah. you, know, you don't need all that. What right. is the story? What is it about? State your piece and get off the stage. Right. Great, great, <laughs> great audience, advice. Let the audience, I was doing a, a musical a few years back and I had some brand new tap dancers and they were all boys, high school boys. Yeah. And they're like, I, I don't even know where to buy tap shoes, Miss Anna. I'm like, it's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, we broke it down. One sound. The next day we made two sounds, three sounds. And by the end, they were doing like 10, 12 complicated rhythms that intermediate tappers would probably throw into their piece. Right. And I'm like, it's just like you're doing your speech and debate. You need to speak clearly with your feet, tell your story, tell that rhythm and get off the stage. Yeah. You know, you know, you know one of the things points that Stephen Pressfield makes in the War of Art is the counterfeit is wildly confident 
where the true artist is wildly insecure. So that like a, that your dancers being like, ah, I can't, yeah. the, I mean, as, as a, as a performer, an artist, a writer, we are so self-critical. And again, you can go back to, you know, where's that voice coming from and don't listen to that voice, but that's common. And that's common in the journey to say, Hey, you know, that shows that you are a true you know, creative soul at heart because you you care a lot about your work and your performance and you want to make sure that, but I can tell you that, you know, what you think again is a mistake. Other folks will say that's your masterpiece. So Absolutely. just, just keep producing the work and have fun. Just have fun. Don't, don't, you know, just have, this is, Again, it should be, you know, creativity, freedom, fun. Just just have fun. Dean, I asked this for fun, but, um, and everybody has something different, but what's your, what's in your bag that you're like, I can't leave without doing this? Like if you wanted to do your artwork somewhere, what is in your bag that you're like, I can't leave without this? That's, uh, that's really good. brush or? <laughs> yeah. Or so I, I have a lot of, that's a great point. plate. <laughs> yeah. So again, I, I paint with, you know, red, red cups. You know, uh, paper plates. Uh, I'm going to do something a little more. Uh, and, and you said this earlier, Ed, and I was trying to think this entire time. Like, you know, again, my stuff is so not very uh, complicated, but I think it's more the attitude. It's more the attitude of like, I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to have fun, and yeah. whatever, whatever happens, happens. Um, you know, I, I think that again, don't be afraid. I paint with water bottles. I paint with sticks, knives. Don't be afraid to just grab anything and just be like, um, I'm, I'm going to give this a shot. Um, right. You know, uh, so again, I do have certain brushes that are looser than others that, you know, kind of drip more. But I, I think for me, it's about like, hey, this is a blessing. This is a gift. And I am, I'm just going to do it and put it out there and go on to the next one. That's awesome. You know what? I always tell performers right about as we're going to go on stage, I'm like, leave all of the garbage in your head, in the trash. Let's walk on the stage with a fresh brain. Well, like, you know, with that new attitude, because you can't think about anything else, but what you're focusing on, on stage, you got to get rid of all whatever happened yesterday. Yeah. It's yesterday's news. You got to get rid yeah. of it past. We don't need it. It's not going to help you today. Sure. Awesome. Awesome advice. Like I said, I should be, I should be paying you for this session. This, 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 I've learned so much. Dean, I just think that um, more people need to see your work. Where can we it's, see more of your work? How can people get a hold of you to see what you're doing and get a hold of your book? When is it released? So uh, uh, my first two books are anywhere that books are sold, Amazon, Apple, Barnes and Noble, they're eBooks only. Um, but I did make an audio book of broken. So again, the first, and I'm getting audio books made of, of past and healed. So, um, again, anywhere that eBooks are sold, you can get it. My guess is Anna, that's, I mean, since I just wrote healed, it's probably going to be, uh, maybe I'm within not. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I would say hopefully within 90 days. Oh, uh, wow. that, yeah. I mean, cause it's, um, with self-publishing, it's really easy. And again, I'm considering my, uh, my managing editor, who's just a great friend of mine said, she goes, you should actually do a trilogy. Now you should release this and do all three. I'm like, that's a great idea. That's it. So I'm probably going to do all three and some type of one bundle, 
you know, both ebook and audiobook. So hopefully that'll happen this year as well. Uh, my painting, if you go to Instagram and just put in Dean Skinner, uh, you'll find me. I, I think it says Dean Skinner, warrior artist. And again, a quote from Stephen Pressfield saying the warrior and the artist have to bat, have to fight the same battle every day. They have to get every up day. and fight the battle. So um, uh, that's probably the best way to see my work. I always post uh, my most recent stuff there. So I think that's probably the best way. And if you want to reach me, you know, people can DM me on, on Instagram and so forth. But this has been a pleasure. I'm very flattered, very honored. So so thank you very much. Uh, this has been You're amazing. quite Everybody the joy. Needs to go see Dean Skinner's work and uh, buy his new book, Healed. I'm sure it'll bring you a little joy and maybe heal part of your life. I know I love artwork and it does a lot of uh, the soul good. Thank you so much for joining us today on the dance floor. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. I'm your host, Anna Harsh. And until next time, keep dancing and moving on the dance floor. Ciao.